Good evening, welcome to another edition of Tech Insides. Al Walsh. You can find me on Twitter at 14A.Walsh. Joined as always alongside Paulie Parlays. You can find him on Twitter at I'm sorry, at Game Day Facts. And you can find the show at Taking Underscore Sides. Paulie had to give me the snake eye because I screwed up his Twitter handle, but that's okay. That's okay. It's a great account. A lot of great information on there. Make sure you go follow that man. But here we are, week 16, uh, with uh, heading right into Christmas. This year, a uh, lot of lot of COVID cases really just ruining in the whole vibe that we got going on here, not only in real life, but also in the NFL, making things a little difficult as we get down here to the final four of fantasy football. A lot of great things going on this week. Paulie's dressed up for the occasion. He's got this fabulous uh, elf sort of ugly sweater going on with some sort of jangle bells on them at the bottom. That's right. I hope you can hear them. It's uh, it's it makes me look like a small elf because it's big head, small elf body. But this will hopefully bring me luck Christmas weekend, and we'll uh, we'll get some wins, which is what we're what we're here for. Yes, indeed. Also, less big improvements were made to the podcast setup here. So in the future, I think the uh, the taking sides show. I know we went to audio only most of this year but this looks like this is going to be a video excursion got the Streamyard account ready to rock and all this shit bro it's it's gonna be a big 2022 we'll we'll kick it on for the playoffs i think that that is the logical thing to do i mean so here's the thing right so uh paulie knows i i got the the covid last week so i'm at a commission for christmas basically new year's everything too I think while everybody's out of my house here on, on the Christmas days, I'm going to set this bad boy up uh, and, and make sure that we're ready to go for, for it might not even be 2022. It might be like the last show of 2021 that we get this all going. But now I finally got a bunch of time to set this up and this is going to be done right. My friends you might even be able to see us on the TV again. Yeah, that was wonderful. When you had me on the countdown to kickoff on the sharp app, I, uh, I got a bunch of texts from a few listeners of us on on a real television and i was just like <laughs> that's awesome how are you watching and the answer was youtube tv and yeah. it is it, it, it just it, it the experience and the like the way that everybody looked at it was so different and i'm like it's we're the same people we're still giving you the same tips just listen my goodness so uh are you in any of these uh fantasy football final four matchups i'm in two and so I had a buy in, in two of my three leagues. I I mean, look, there's so much COVID stuff. I have like half rosters at this point. Um, the one that I'm most worried about is is Tyreek Hill. If he's out, that hurts. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think who else I have on. on. Uh, I just lost Taysom Hill. So that's another mm-hmm. one that like I, I have to start somebody else now because he's Monday night. Uh, I'm trying to think who else is in, in that in-between. But yeah, so that so that's tricky. And then in my my long term home league, I have the worst team in the league because it's a keeper league. And I sold after week three. I started 0 and three since it's a keeper league. I said, you know what? I'd have to get really lucky in order to make the playoffs. So I'm going to start selling now. So I won this past week in week 15. So I am not in the loser bracket burn fee game which is a whole nother story. What are your thoughts on having a loser's bracket in general in fantasy football? 
So what we did in my hometown league is the 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 winner of the losers bracket uh, gets the the first pick the next year. So we make it like a. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. It is not that they get the first pick. The loser gets. So we do like an NBA style lottery where you get the most like you know pieces of paper instead of ping pong balls that we do, and you have the best odds then to to win the first pick in the draft. And I actually did that one year. And I teamed that up. So the one year I I kept Arian Foster, and then I had the number one pick that year, which Adrian Peterson. So I had the two of them. Both of these dopes couldn't stay healthy at the same time. So uh, that kind of sucked. But hey, it was it was cool to to have the number one and the number two player in one year and still not be able to do anything with it. It's actually kind of sad, but uh, that was that was fun to have the one year. But I think that as long as you make some sort of incentive with the loser's bracket, that there's something to it. So the way it is, is now there is a matchup this week between the two teams that didn't make the playoffs that lost in the loser's bracket. Mm-hmm. They, the, the loser of that play pays the winner of the loser's bracket, like 40 or 50 bucks. But that's like the sixth or seventh place team, which that's what I don't like about it. Mm-hmm. If you, if you want, give the burn fee to, the team that that wins the playoffs or even like the third place team that we're giving it to a team that like made the playoffs and lost. Why is that random four five, six or seven seed getting paid more money than a team that let's say finished third or fourth and lost one week? I agree. I agree with that perspective. But I, I, I again, I think if you're going to make some sort of incentive, you do it to the next season, not necessarily you know, the here and now. Yeah, I just don't like the way it's set up. And then in this same league, I've had an ongoing argument for months now because during my tanking, which I absolutely was, um, I didn't play a kicker for a few weeks. I instead rostered an extra quarterback because it's a two-quarterback league, uh-huh. and that and that's how you win. The The team that is going to win this year has Josh Allen and Kyler Murray as two cheap long-term keepers because it's an auction draft. So those guys were both drafted their rookie years for nothing when they weren't starting and have now turned into complete studs and, and, and are carrying team mud football to likely their first championship ever, which I'm, I'm really proud of, of, of Corey and Wojo. If you guys get there, please don't mess with this up. Their team was like <laughs> too perfect. Their keepers were Jonathan Taylor, Kyler Murray, and Josh Allen. If you don't win with that, you're just like the worst fantasy players ever. But but did was I in the wrong that I didn't start a full lineup for let's say four or five weeks? But let me preface this with there is a there was another player in the league who is like on the commissioner board who didn't start a player the week prior in week seven. And right. I said, Ooh, you didn't start a full roster, so maybe I won't. Give me your thoughts. I, I think it's wrong on the both of your parts, right? Like just not having a, a position filled is is wrong, you know? Like you should be competitive, you know? Like we're all we're all and again, I don't know the people in your league, but it sounds like they're all very knowledgeable about football. They know the game. Like these aren't, you know, fly-by schmucks that you just asked to be in at the last second, right? Like these... No, they're they're fly-by schmucks that I've hung out with for 20 years. <laughs> All right, then. Well, did they go to VC too? Or I'm sorry, to BU too? Or 
One of them, uh, yeah. Wo, Wo, Wojo from Mud Football went to Boston College. I went to Boston University. Nah, wow. every, look, that Big rivalry. Yes, they're, they're, they are all well-educated human beings, but that has nothing to do with their fantasy football skills. I mean, I, I mean, our, our, our champion from, from the last season has a went, went, went to Delaware. I mean, come cool. on. Cool. Nah, no, Quite the opposite of a GED. Uh, fun fact, Delaware is the only Division one, uh, I think it's Division One University. I don't even know if they're D1 anymore. That has a female mascot in the, in the Blue Hens. Yes, the Blue Hens. That's correct. If we're talking about Major League Baseball teams, it's a Philly. Is a Philly a girl? Yeah, yeah. It's a, it's a female horse. Uh, wait, is that what the mascot actually is? I think so. I don't know. It's because <laughs> or is it just like a member of Philadelphia? Yes. It's, it, no, Philly is spelled with an F. Philadelphia no. Philly is, is a Philadelphia person. I don't know. I think it's stupid. Let's, shall we get into the games? Wait, so you didn't, you didn't confirm with me. Like, we're in the wrong. You're, you should have had a person in there. But... Yeah, no, no but, 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 no, but, no, but what no about butts. the other guy who did it first? He said the wrong too. But well, that's the not, only, no, no, but, but that's the only reason that I did it. I don't care about that. It, you're both wrong, right? So like if if you if that guy murdered somebody, right? And you were and he got away with it, you'd be like, Oh shit, I can go murder too. And then you got murdered, or, or I'm sorry, and then you murdered and got caught. You're you taking this fart. That's that's that guy. You can't blame that guy. How about the fact that I started 0-11 and I gave every other team one win and then I started winning again? No. Just so I didn't lose the loser's bracket. No, you're in the wrong. Okay, I understand. Yeah. Is, yeah. Should, should, should I be punished for this or it's all good? Yeah, I think you should be kicked out of the league, you and the other guy. That's fine. Oh, you're gonna okay. As long as you kick both of us out, I'm yeah. Pumped. This is a hockey fight. The two of you are in the sin bin for five minutes. Okay, so so you're if you're the judge and the jury here, any team that did not have a full roster at any point should be kicked out of the league, meaning that there were, there are three teams in my league that will now be kicked out and there yeah. will not be enough people for a full league. Yeah, listen, you get relegated down to the next league and if you, you know, you're serious about coming back the next year, you, you know, put up a strong showing where you don't go 1 in 13. I think that's the biggest point that's being overlooked here. You went 1 in 13. You should just like bow out mercifully anyway. Uh 2 in 13, both victories. 2 in 13. We're against the team that is now in the burn fee <laughs> game who started all of this by not having a full roster. So I just think it's the funniest thing ever that my only uh, wins were against, like, one of my very good friends, his name is Evan. Uh, go, 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 go blue, by the way. Big yeah. Michigan guy. He was the guy at the Michigan games who did not wear a shirt and had a, a letter on his chest. Um, but but, but at, this, at this point, I am I'm rooting against him, so he has to pay the burn fee at season's end, which we'll find out this weekend. So let's get into week 16 and, and maybe we'll find a game that I'll even, maybe I'll bet on a game with him for the burn fee. If he loses. Okay. I, I, I would certainly be down with that. Uh, that first game that we are going to talk about going to be the Cleveland Browns at the green Bay Packers Packers, seven and a half point favorites here. Total at 46 got money lines, green Bay minus 300 Cleveland plus 280. 
uh, wrote about this game and the other Saturday night game, uh, Colts and Cardinals, uh, the, the two that we'll see there on, on Saturday for this matchup. But uh, obviously, we're going to hit up the first one here at 430 Eastern. Going Packers. Uh, in the article, I wrote minus seven. Uh, we Again, as I just mentioned, we've seen that seven and a half. Look, Packers, uh, 11 and three straight up and against the spread this season. That's tied for best in the NFL. Well, the against the spread part is tied for best in the NFL. Um, you know, Cleveland, we look at them seven and seven straight up, six and eight against the spread. Not not a great spot, right? Th- this team just had to deal with all the COVID injuries and whatnot. Now we got to come back and play Green Bay, who, again, they put a win. Uh, put, they put a win here together. It looks like they're going to be. Uh, the NFC uh, home field advantage uh, crowner there for the second year in a row. So very, very good. Uh, or I'm sorry, very big aspirations here for Green Bay in this one. Do you think they they take care of business on Saturday and shore this up or what? I do, but if the number's over seven, I like Cleveland plus the points. Okay. Uh, obviously, a lot of this is going to depend on who comes off the COVID list and who's playing. If, you know, we got to hear back about Jarvis Landry. We got to hear back about the starting quarterback in Baker Mayfield and the backup quarterback in Case Keenum. Those are, those are three super important guys. We got to hear back about the offensive line. If Cleveland has their offensive line there, I even like Nick Mullins. So there's so many layers to this where at this point, the, my only play that I've already locked in is I have the Packers money line in a couple places, but that doesn't mean anything. You know, I'm taking the minus 350. I think the Packers win the game, but, but, to figure out how much is completely and utterly dependent on who actually suits up on Saturday. Yeah, for sure. And, you know, this has been a, this has been a a sense of normalcy, I guess now for the end of the NFL season. Uh, I was looking at the total. I I see now 46. So that jumped up a point from where I wrote about it. uh, U.S. odds. I had under 45, right. And I'm thinking about this because we got two of the slowest moving teams in the NFL Green Bay third uh, in the NFL in time of possession there at, you know, 32 and a half minutes. Cleveland is at eighth uh, in the NFL holding on to the ball for about 31 minutes per game. And it makes sense, right? Packers kind of slow. I know Aaron Rodgers is the guy that we all look at, but they, they, they like to run that play clock all the way down to zero before they hit that play. And then, uh, you know, Cleveland, they just run the football. That That's basically what they're going to be as a cold weather team. So, um, I, I just, I don't see us scoring a lot of points. I do think we might see something like a green Bay 27, 10, 27, 13, something along those lines. But I, I think they bring the the fire in this game. Yeah, I get you there again. I, I think a lot of what you're saying is going to be dependent on who actually plays for Cleveland. Yeah. You know, it's, it's really, it's hard. It's hard to make a pick and we're, so we're recording this on, on Thursday night. It's, it's hard to figure out like, what am I supposed to do here? Where I think if, the two, the quarterback and the the backup in Keenum and Baker get ruled out again, that who knows, like we could end up, this could get up to 10. It really could. Yeah, absolutely. We got to wait and see. Um, You know, last week uh, Mayfield was out. Keenum was out. uh, Jadavian Clowney missed for the Browns. Uh, Kareem Hunt. It's it's more the the the, the offensive linemen like Teller and, and all those guys. That's what really matters because yeah. it's like Mullins is pretty good. I, okay, so I, I said to one of my friends today, and give me your tell me if I'm crazy. I would rather start Nick Mullins than Daniel Jones. Sure, Nick Mullins is a third string quarterback on the Browns, and Daniel Jones has been the forced 
giant starter for three years. Sure. I, I, I could. But is that that's that not an absurd statement, but it should no. be. By the way, some very good performances this week turned in, and neither of them got the win, but they made it very respectable there with, um, you know, Nick Mullins getting the start there for the Browns, and then uh, Garrett Gilbert there for Washington doing a pretty good job. They they damn near covered uh, that late moving spread there against the Eagles on uh, Tuesday, which I actually had. I had Washington. But uh, I came back strong last night there with the Orlando Magic, so it was all good. Garrett Gil- Gilbert, P.J. Walker from your favorite football league on earth. That's right. You I, know, I, that, that's I, so funny. And I, but I love that that opened the door for them. Wasn't Heineke there also? Uh, no, not as far as – but uh, Jordan Tiamo, who was on Washington's roster yesterday, was the quarterback of St. Louis. And then he actually got released today when Heineke – came back off the COVID list. Oh, that's sad. Yeah, it is because a lot of these guys played some really quality football. And then, you know, if you remember COVID uh, clipped that the, the, well, the 2.0 opening season of XFL out, uh, there were some pretty good games going on. There was making some good money betting them too. So it, it was tough to see that go away. What was the team that, that they got famous for like the cup snake? Uh, DC. That was the D. Ah, oh, shit. Were they the Generals? No. The Sen- were they the Sentinels? Maybe. Oh, or yeah. wait, I, the Sentinels are from the replacements, right? No, I know, but she, they. Oh damn it. It still DC. might be correct. I don't know. It doesn't XFL matter. FL team. But they so, were so oh, the that, DC Defenders. I'm sorry. Okay. So that, like, one of my memories, as funny as this might sound, of the weekend I got COVID-19 back in March 2020. Yeah, was we were out in Flushing, Queens, watching <laughs> XFL games, and I remembered watching the the Cup Snake. Yeah, I can see it in my head right now, and I'm sure that that is exactly the bar that I was at that I got COVID at, along with the other 20 people I was with for a friend of mine's birthday. And I remember just like then the world crumbled, and here we are two years later. I remember actually one of my glorious plays and i gave it out to all my friends when we were out in bayonne and i said i'm telling you take this owen to la team today against dc dc's fucking two and oh they're crushing everybody they've been at home the whole time now they got to go on the road that was it in the xfl that's all you do is you just take the home team right like there were so many like scheduling snafus throughout the year that were so bad i'm excited for usfl's coming back this year uh, Jersey has one of the teams. I'm sure I'm going to go to the game because I'm a sick bastard in my head. But I like this shit, man. I, I, I dig the the lesser known football. I think that there are some real some advantages to uh, to be had over the competition, which I'll is go, the, which is the sports book, of course. I'll go for the tailgate. Let's do it. Let's rock. Let's roll, baby. Uh, all right. Other Saturday game that we got Colts at Cardinals, essentially a pick them called uh, Cardinals. We can call, I guess, the one-point favorite in this one. Total sitting somewhere in that mm, 49, 49 and a half range. Paul, you like the Colts. I like the Cardinals. Why do you like the Colts? I like the Colts because I got plus money on them. I okay. think that this, I, that's, that's legit, real. I think that there is a lot of recency bias here, to be totally honest. I think that this is this game is going to be based on one thing and one thing alone, and it's the worst thing on earth which is Carson Wentz's quarterback play. Yeah. Like, he, he, what, did he complete five passes against the Pats and they somehow still won the game? 
Like, just think about that. This is completely illogical. It was where I, where I think there's a lot of recency bias on this line. Where uh, where I took the Colts solely because I got plus money, but I think this is such an even game. You have a team trending up in the Colts. You have a team turning down in the Cardinals. Ultimately, if I can get three either way, I'll take that. But I saw an early line where I got the Colts plus money, and I took that. So that's an interesting point that you make about, you know, one team trending up, one team trending down. I would have expected the line to be, you know, to be more favorable there for the Colts, right? Like at least some sort of, at least being a favorite, right? That That's, I guess, what kind of spoke to me. And again, it makes sense for the Cardinals not to be too much of a favorite. No DeAndre Hopkins for the rest of the regular season. That really hurts them a lot. We're also looking at a game where the Colts just beat the Patriots and the Cardinals just lost to the Lions. Like that's, that's what's fresh in people's minds right now. So when they see that and they see the Colt, you know, we got to spread under a field goal here. So it seems like easy cash. And I just think it's one of those spots where, all right, the Cardinals have to get right sometime here before uh, the playoffs. And I feel more confident in that based on what you, you know, I guess maybe not based on what you said, but seeing what I've seen with Carson Wentz here the last few weeks, like he's just not doing anything. Uh, Jonathan Taylor kind of bailed him out from um I don't, like they would have had 20 points the other night and if it weren't for Jonathan Taylor making that run right like if he gets tackled the Colts run that clock out and they win the game you know 20 to 17 right and then they only had 20 points in the game but because of that run they had 27 and it looks a lot better it's just Wentz isn't playing that great and I know he hasn't he's been my fantasy quarterback in a couple leagues here. So like, don't I don't admit that Alan. Yeah, no, I know exactly. Well, I had Lamar Jackson injured. So, and Russell Wilson injured too. So he's had to play, but uh, I have been watching very intently here a couple of these last few weeks. And I do not like what I say. Yeah. I mean, uh, so according to Caesar Sportsbook, this opened Arizona minus four and a half, but I, I don't see how that's humanly possible. Maybe like the look ahead line. Maybe. Um, but also, on Caesar Sportsbook specifically, uh, sec- 69% of the bets are on the Colts, okay. but the line is now is still Colts plus one. So what does that say to you? You're good at, at, at figuring that stuff out. I, I, I'm a gut guy. You're a, ooh, look at the way it moved guy. Yeah, what it says to me is that way too much money is on the Colts, and I certainly would love to go the other way. Thank you. So should are we are we gonna take a side here on a on a pick yeah, game? Absolutely. On a Saturday pick'em, let's do it, baby. All right. So our first take aside, I also have to have to break the sad news to Al <laughs> that 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 he went 0-2 last week on our take aside with the uh the Texans over the Jaguars, which was the the loserville loser game of the week. Um and I and I also got the Bengals over you on the on the against the Broncos. So you're down five. So you need to have a big comeback over these last few weeks. But maybe it starts on Saturday uh, with the Cardinals versus the Colts. That's guess what? Every game now is take a side. Every game. Every game. <laughs> that would be amazing because that's what this show is. Yeah. All right. So let's. Uh, we were just talking about shitty games. Well, here's another one. Uh, this is going into the Sunday slate here, starting up at 1 o'clock Eastern. We got the Detroit Lions at the Atlanta Falcons. Falcons, five-and-a-half-point favorites. Total sitting at 43. Now, 
Money line. This is going to be interesting here. Uh, 210, or I'm sorry, plus 210 there for the Lions, and then minus 230 for the Falcons in this one. So uh, this will be another taken sides. Uh, I will be going with the Lions, Paulie on the Falcons in this one. So I guess for me, uh, you know, going with the Lions, they've won two of the last three games. I saw Atlanta one in five at home. I just think that, you know, the Lions, like we've seen them playing some really good football games throughout the season. They've been competitive. This this would be such a Detroit move to just basically go on fire at the end of the season when it looked like you were a shoe in to go 0 and 17 and get the number or I'm sorry, 0 16 and 1 and get the number one pick, right? Like this this would be uh, a Detroit failure of colossal proportions here. But I listen, I think that this is a football team that's got its head screwed on straight. I can't believe I'm saying that. And no, I know Dan Campbell's great. They're going to they're going to take it here. Uh, they're going to take this one here from the Falcons on the road. Dan Campbell is the best, worst coach of all time. He is. But like, that it's a funny statement. I remember Dan Campbell when he was a tight end on the New York Giants. Like, that's how I remember him, where now that he's a coach and I look at what 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 the team that I'm forced to, to root for has like, we could have Sean Payton for, you know, we could, we, we could have Dan Campbell. We could have so many guys and we're in this like worst five year stretch of my life as, as a football fan. But, well, I just want to say, but you did have two. Oh, fabulous Super Bowl wins against the Patriots. Uh, against I, I, I have Tom Brady led Patriots. I have four Super Bowls in my lifetime. I, yeah. I can't I can't deny that. I'm my I'm, my favorite my favorite one for you definitely was the wide left during the uh what war was that that we were the Gulf War, war? the Gulf War were we no. was that where we were no we um, were my my, my great memory cool. is the when we beat the sixteen and O Patriots my grand my grandfather was in hospice at the time and that okay. was that was like. Me and my dad were there to watch the game on a TV the size of a 16, like <laughs> on nothing. Yeah. And, yeah, yeah. and like they there. let us stay late after visiting hours. That's cool. And I'll never forget, like I'm getting, I'm getting the, the, like the shivers down my spine right now. When they won, I ran down the hall and slid on my knees <laughs> and think of like hospital floor and like screamed, but like, yeah. Yeah. And then one of the, one of the, the nurses is like, shh. And I'm like, the Giants just won the Super Bowl. And it's like, it's just like such a, like a, it's such a, an amazing memory, but you know, also hurt yeah. a little bit. But so like, that was insane. Like to watch that in, in a, like in hospice care with my, my father and my grandfather, that was like my last great sports memory with my, with, with, with my grandpa Mo. So that, that's just, that's just crazy for me. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, absolutely. even talk about that and try to describe it. I can't describe it for what it actually was. I hope I did pretty well there, but, but back to the game real quick. Yeah. Um, I, this is one of those, I can't figure out why I like the Falcons, but I do. Part of it is the spread is five and a half for the last six times. I've seen a spread of five and a half. I have bet the favorite money line and I've won. That doesn't mean that the underdog hasn't covered the spread. Two of those five times where I think the Falcons win. I don't know if the Falcons win by three or seven, but the Falcons are going to win this game. But you're taking this as take a side. You are taking 
the Lions money line, so it's worth two points, correct? Yeah, indeed. I'm at, like I've already put my own money on this already. Um, I I sprinkled. I did not go crazy, but I will go crazy Falcons. Po- oh, I'm sorry. I will go crazy Lions points on Sunday. Uh, I just I I already sprinkled money line because I just I saw the number immediately. And again, it's not it's not my normal 200 where I like it at, but I just something just spoke to me about this line, and I was just like, oh, Lions are gonna do this. By the way, in the Lions' last two wins, they have scored 29 and 30 points, right? Like they would have scored 30 in both if they were allowed to kick the extra point after the touchdown that Jared Goff threw, you know, on the on the last second play. But again, there's a team that's moving the football, right? Like last week we joked around about you know, whoever, uh, I forget the guy's name, right? But, you know, the Lions didn't have uh, Swift. They didn't have Jamal Williams last Yeah, but it was Reynolds. Reynolds is the guy who had the game. And they still did that against Arizona. It's crazy. But but I warned you about that game. I was like, this is such a trap game. I I love the Lions last week, plus 13. And it was more a bet against the the Cardinals, that they were just going to not show up, and they didn't. The, The other thing that the other reason I like the Falcons is they're someone on the lions. I believe it's Jared Goff is in COVID protocols. And if one guy gets it, other guys are going to get it. Like, oh tell me, like I, I'm not sure if I'm crazy, but I know that someone on someone in the lions locker room is in COVID protocols. Okay. No matter, no matter who it is, typically when that happens early in the week, then magically someone else is there. Yep, Jared Goff. Right, I got this right. All right. Jared Goff, if David Blau is the starting quarterback for the Lions, the the Lions going to move like crazy. So that was the other reason. The fact that the starting quarterback is in COVID protocols, that usually means that some other guys are going to be in there very soon. So that that's the other reason that the Falcons are clean on COVID. So... Give me them. I've taken them in. In I have I have a, a five leg and a, and a six or seven leg parlay, and the Falcons money line is one of those legs at minus two forty. Yeah, I'm looking at it here. Uh, Tim Boyle, I think I I am as Don Lagreco once said. Are you familiar with the work of David Blow? Yes. <laughs> we but, no, we got to get Lagreco on this show because we love both Don. love him. I love Don. I feel bad for Don that he's been Michael K's partner forever and it's still called the Michael K show. Yeah. I actually, I met them all um, before the weekend of the, uh, the Niners chief Super Bowl. They had a, they had a show in, uh, in Hoboken on like a Friday uh, of that Super Bowl weekend. It was awesome, bro. My girlfriend's birthday was the next day. They even like wished her a happy birthday on the air. Just like the greatest people of all time. Um, but yeah, listen, if it's Tim Boyle, I mean, obviously that's going to be a detriment. Then I'm going to cry, but I'm looking at the player bubble here on DraftKings for, uh, Jared Goff. They're saying that, you know, based on his comments, it looks like he is vaccinated. So it won't be a 10 day quarantine period, uh, you know, since he tested positive on Monday. So we're going to see how all that goes. But again, just welcome to the world of just wild shit and Goff too, like, even in his comments, basically saying he's like, yeah, I basically feel like I have the cold. Like, there's nothing wrong with me right now. It's it's all good. That doesn't mean that he won't keep testing positive, though. That's, I, that's... Yeah, I, I get that. But, you know, let's 
let's take this with a with a level. I got you. You got back to back take asides, and you're gonna need both of them to catch up, my friend. Yes, indeed. All right, so the way that I wrote these games down is from shittiest to good. So let's are amazing. Yeah, let's just keep in uh, in line with it there. So uh, we'll go Jacksonville Jaguars at the Jets, right? So essentially, we're looking at a pick 'em on this one again. A couple COVID protocols that we need to look at here for the Jets, but any any sort of particular lean in this one because both teams not really looking for the win here. So pre-COVID, I took the Jets minus two and a half as a le- as a leg of a four-leg parlay. Now, who knows? Honestly, I, I have no idea if it's going to work out or not. If the Jets win, they'll win by at least three. I'm completely off this game now, depending on who ends up in and out of COVID. I'm definitely not taking the Jaguars. For me, it's it's Jets or, or no play. Okay. Um, this, I saw today too. If the Jets do wind up being the favorite at this one, uh, by the time kickoff rolls around, this will be the first time that they were favored in 26 games. That's, I love, I love that. That's hysterical. Yeah. I, I, I love that as, as someone who's rooted for the Giants my whole life. That's funny. <laughs> oh, God. All right. That was great. That's all we needed to spend on that What game. an analysis right there. Next, uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers at the Carolina Panthers. Uh, Bucks favored by 10 in this one. Total, a little weird. We had it at 1.44.5, dropped to 43. Um, got some bad news today for the Bucs, uh, both Levante David and Leonard Fournette going on injured reserve, so we won't see them until the playoffs. But uh, this opens the door for Ronald Jones to be one of those fantasy league winners. I'm very excited about this as somebody who held on to him for the whole year. I, you know, this is also the week that I had to explain to people that I drafted Ronald Jones before Leonard Fournette in a league this year, and. Um, you know, it's okay that 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 happened. I drafted Leonard Fournette in the next round, just making sure that I had the handcuff there. But woof, woof. by the way, that's I not drafted, crazy though. I drafted Ronald Jones and Leonard Fournette in the seventh and eighth round of like a very deep keeper draft. So bad, bad on my hometown colleagues there for not recognizing greatness. All right, how about how about all those Mike uh, Mike Davis truthers who didn't. Uh, Take By your boy, way, who didn't take your boy, whose name I don't say. Go ahead. Or Daryl Patterson. And now, now I'm in. I, I ended up being the two seed. I got a buy last week. I'm actually starting Patterson in a Yahoo league, in the wide receiver spot this week. He's replacing Tyreek. If Tyreek comes back, I got to maneuver things a bit, because I have Javante, Melvin, Patterson, and. Who am I missing? Who am I missing? Oh, and Daryl Henderson uh, on the uh, on the Rams. So I got a bunch of choices to make to kind of fill in these spots. If Tyree comes back, do I move Patterson to start and do I bench Henderson? Because Cam Akers got activated today. But why don't we do that game next and uh, let's uh, let's stick to our guns for now. Sure, 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 sure. Yeah, I, I don't. Uh, by the way, I was going to say Mike Davis has looked fantastic the last couple of weeks. It's just. No, 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 listen, when, yeah. he, when he gets the touches, he looks like an absolute bowling ball with that. Yeah, rock. he's great when he gets Yo, eight touches a when, game. No, 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 but what I'm saying is when he gets the touches, it's unfortunate that Cordero Patterson is getting those touches. I'm just saying, when because Mike Davis against the Bucks a couple weeks ago, 
Agreed. They gave him they gave him a couple touches, and I was like, holy shit! Like somebody should have this guy taking snaps right now. Also, that Patterson didn't make the Pro Bowl, such a farce. It's, like that guy totally deserves it. The NFL Pro Bowl system is also wait wait. Ridiculous. How do you vote for the Pro Bowl before the last three games are played? Please that's, explain that. That's to a me. great. That's a great inquiry. Like, are the are the last three games less important than the first three games or week like seven through ten? No, complete BS. Anyway, I love the Bucks here. I think they're being underrated. I think that losing David is much worse than losing Fournette, as you guys have now signed Le'Veon Bell. Um, yeah. But that this number is now creeping under 10, I think what people don't realize is the backups on the Bucks are better than starters on most most teams. <laughs> that is true. They're you wide guys get, you, guys, you guys get Antonio Brown back. You guys are going to have Gronk. What's his name? Scotty something. What's Scotty his, Miller. Scotty Tyler Miller Johnson. would start on a, on a ton of teams. Like, <laughs> Scotty doesn't know that Fiona and me do it in my van every Sunday. Tells Thank me she's you. at church, but she's on her knees, and Scotty doesn't know. Thank you, Matt Damon. That, like, that's that's, right. that's that, that's a Matt Damon part is also <laughs> Um But, yeah, so the Bucks are one of my, like, top five plays of the week easy, as long as it's less than 10. Um, I, I added them to a parlay and actually bought it down to minus eight. Um, not that it really mattered. Like, I was kind of just playing around. It's like it's a six or seven teamer. And I'm like, wait, I, I don't have to take the minus 10. I'll take the minus eight. That was the, the 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 shortest number I could get. If I could have gotten them to seven and a half or seven, I would have done it. But I, I think the Bucks are – this is one of those situations where people are – the, the money is coming in on the Panthers, by the way. Like, legit money is coming in on the Panthers, which, okay. is, why, which is why the line's moving. I'm going to take the good team versus the bad team. So, so that's, that's my feel <laughs> on this game. Yeah, I'm looking at it right now. Um, Jesus. Yeah, about 80% of the bets and the money heading towards the Buccaneers on this one. And I, look, it, you're right, right? Like all these guys that are out, uh, I guess the wear and tear, the the national TV blowout loss. See, that's that's something else that I think we got to talk about, too. Tom Brady just got shut out on national TV. I feel I pity the fools that have to play him next because that's just not a good looking situation. Now, yes, you're going to have no God with no Mike Evans. But, you know, Tyler Johnson, Scotty Miller, these are guys that have made uh, capable catches. Both of them actually last postseason had unbelievably huge catches. Tyler Johnson made uh, a third and 11 catch against the Saints last year in the second round that was unbelievable. It it, it, uh, it extended a drive. It allowed the Buccaneers to take the lead. Uh, and then Scotty Miller had that huge catch in the NFC Championship, the the deep ball right before the end of the first half there. And that that led the Bucs to, to victory in that one as well. So these are both two guys that they get, they get plenty of reps throughout practice throughout the week. Uh, these are guys that Brady trusts. So I really like them in that matchup. And then, you know, Ronald Jones, it's a contract year for the guy, right? I said this going into the season. It's a contract year. So his final three games of the regular season are at the Panthers, at the Jets, versus the Panthers. So this guy's got plenty of opportunities here to make a difference, uh, make sure that the Bucks get one of these top seed. Of course, they're going to win the division. But, you know, you want to have the, the two or the three seed. God forbid Green Bay falls off. You can get a home field game there. And, of course, Tampa Bay undefeated at home this season. So they would love nothing more than to have that home field advantage there if they can get it. 
Yeah, I, I I'm with you here. I just I, I love your Bucks this week. I I really do. It's it's one of my it might be my number three game. So one of my top three is the Falcons. Number two we'll get to in a bit. I think this is like my third best bet. Where the fact that the money's coming in on the Panthers is pure comedy to me. I just don't get it. It doesn't make any sense. All right. All right, let's uh, let's get to that one game that we were talking about. We'll finally start getting into some of these good ones here. Uh, Los Angeles Rams at the Minnesota Vikings. Rams, three-point favorites here, total at 49. We're looking at money lines. They're not that big uh, here. I think we're seeing about 145 for bowl. Eh, it has changed a little bit. So Rams minus 175, uh, plus 160 for the Vikings. I guess that's a good sign there for the Rams that – uh, you know, both both sides were right there at 145. Rams at the minus, uh, Vikings at the plus. But we're seeing this uh, go up a little in favor of the Rams. And I know you like them, Paulie. Here's a theme. We're going through my potential best bets. Where uh, you know that the Rams have been my team all season. Legitimately. I have yep. m- most of my futures bankroll is on the Rams and the Chiefs. He also has a Matt Stafford pillowcase. Uh, that would be awesome, actually. <laughs> Christmas, let's go, baby. But, I'll, but, but, I'll, yeah. Why don't you get it for me, bro? Come on. So, so, so these are the two teams that I looked at down the line, and I'm like, these are these are the teams I want. Um, on my book currently, this this game is off, and it's because Dalvin Cook got ruled out because of COVID. Not ruled out, but Dalvin Cook is in in COVID protocols. I like the Rams at anything less than three. I don't know where it's going to open up again, but. I like the Rams either way. The Vikings are the Vikings are one of those weird teams. They can beat the best team in football, which might be the Rams, but they'll also lose to a team like the Lions. So yeah. it's it's just it's just such a strange, strange thing where now we gotta wait and 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 watch this come back together. But when when the line was two and a half, I love I love the Rams. I think it's going to come back on on the other side, but that also hurts the sports books because then they then smart sports bettors can middle them where you can have the Rams at at minus two and a half and then you can get the the Vikings on the other side plus enough points that you can win both sides. So selfishly, my main concern in this game is Justin Jefferson probably having to go toe to toe against Jalen Ramsey. Uh, my hometown league, you know, Jefferson, one of my big receivers there, but Adam Thielen, he practiced limited today uh, with the ankle injury. That would be great if he can get back out on the field, kind of take some pressure off Justin Jefferson in this one. But I will say if, you know, if we're looking at that money line and seeing that, that decent increase, right? 145 to 175 is not nothing. It's something. Um, I think I I would assume that that favors the Rams in this one, meaning that maybe Thielen isn't as healthy as we all think. So uh, let's also not forget too, Dalvin Cook listed with the COVID. Uh, doesn't look like he's going to be playing this week. Looks like this is going to be a uh, an Alexander Madison this uh, week. This week, so. You know, if you held on to him this whole time, good on you. I just, uh, I don't I don't see a ton of positives here for the Vikings. I guess the only thing I could say is that their season's on the line, and that's usually a deadly team. But same thing for the Rams, man. They want to win this division. They're, they're still, uh, mathematically, they're still behind the Cardinals. The Cardinals have the, the tiebreaker between the two teams. So, of course, they want to win. They want to get the home field for the playoff game. They want to do all that shit. 
They're hosting the Super Bowl this year, right? They're trying to be second team two years to do that, play the play the Super Bowl at their home stadium. But uh, I, I think the way to go might be Rams money line. Uh, but again, I want to I want to see this Thielen news because I think that that would that would make an immense difference in this one. Thielen matters. I totally agree there. Yeah. But yeah, right. like I, like I've I've been hot on the Rams. The Vikings are my kryptonite. So take it for what it is. I've loved the Rams all season, so I'm gonna like them again this week. Another Stoich spread that we got here. It's the Buffalo Bills. It's the New England Patriots. Uh, Patriots about eh, we'll call them two point favorites in this one. There there is a Buffalo two and a half out there that you can get your hands on, but uh, I am going with the Patriots in this one. Paulie is a Buffalo fan. As well, if you're going with the money line, uh, best you're going to do is Pats minus 130, Bills plus 115. A lot of money uh, heading towards – a lot of bets and money on the Patriots money line in this one. Uh, we saw what happened at Buffalo earlier this season. Patriots were able to win the football game, even throwing the football three times in that one. However, Paul, I think we're going to see something different here. Why is that? That was not a football game. It was a rugby match. Yeah, a scrum, if you will. So uh, I loved I loved the Bills at open. I, they, so I always try to find a home dog of the week. This is my road dog of the week. All right. I, I, I'm on the Bills. The only trepidation I'm using that word because I know you love, love it. that word. Love that word. The, the only trepidation here is that Cole Beasley is now in COVID protocols. He's out this week. So uh, he's he's like look he's a two three as as a receiver for them, but he really really affects their offense. So. Sure, we might see a little more Dawson Knox. We might see a little more Diggs, but who knows? If Beasley is there, I love the Bills' money line. Beasley being out, I still like the Bills' money line. I know that also the public will be on the Pats. The line might even get up to three. If it gets to three, I will also bet the Bills plus three. Right now, I just have a I have a Bills' money line ticket because I, I think they win the game, but if the Pats get up to three. I will I will compound that and also get a Bills plus three because I think that's that's almost free money. If the Pats win, they only win by three. So just from a fantasy perspective, something you said about Dawson Knox. Um he is he's on my hometown season long league. However, I know that Patriots absolutely lock up tight ends and Dawson Knox had a real tough one. He dropped a couple balls. I, a lot of people had some tough games in that that last Patriots Bills matchup. That was like basically playing at the South Pole. But this I don't know, man. I can't I cannot pull the trigger on it. Uh, I looked at some some past stats about Josh Allen against uh, the hoodie and they are not good. Uh, last season in week 16, Josh Allen did have a game where he threw for 350 yards, four touchdowns against the Patriots. However, we remember that last season they were the Patriots defense was absolutely ravaged by, you know, just guys not playing. You know, they like a lot of guys just sat out last year due to COVID. So. That has a lot to do with it. Again, you know, end of the season, the Patriots really weren't playing for it. Other than that, Josh Allen really isn't even throwing for over 200 yards against the Patriots in these matchups. Now, one thing that is very interesting is that I think every Buffalo New England game, aside from maybe like one or two in the Josh Allen era, has been played in December, right? So, 
these are all just poor situations that Josh, like Josh Allen doesn't get a crack at the Patriots in September. It's always, you know, at the end of the season here in December and stuff like that. So that kind of has something to do with it. Whatever the case is, they are playing this game the day after Christmas. It's going to be cold as hell. It's going to be windy. So my favorite play on the game is under 43 and a half. But uh, if I got to take a side here, it's definitely going to be Patriots. I just think Belichick has something on Josh Allen. And you're right. No Cole Beasley. They do get Gabriel Davis, who's a guy that I really like. He might, again, you know, if, if Buffalo is not the place for him next year, I think somebody's going to be very happy to, to have him on their roster. Uh, however, in the, in the, in the short term, uh, I'm going with the Patriots here over the bills, but top play under 43 and a half. That's your third take aside for a maximum of four points. Let's go, baby. If, if this, if, the, if this goes the wrong way for you, I'm essentially clinched. You're just going to have to take underdogs the rest of the way, but we'll see. Yeah, that's okay. That's okay. I mean, when in Rome, yeah? Okay. When in Rome, you're going to have to color your beard purple. Yep. All right, two games left that we didn't talk about uh, on the 1 o'clock window. Then Paulie and I are going to take a little uh, potty break here. But uh, Giants, Eagles, and then Chargers, Texans. Any interest in either one of these here? Uh, Yeah, give me the both favorites minus the points. Real easy. Uh, ch- Chargers, I don't care that they're in, they they have a couple guys in COVID protocols. As long as Herbert plays, we're good. And the Giants are terrible, and the Eagles are good against bad teams. So Eagles, both of those, anything less than ten, I'm in. And I think you missed one uh, one one o'clock. What about Ravens Bengals? Oh Jesus, that's a bad one. Yeah, no, well, okay. I, I'm j- I'm just I'm just making sure we don't miss it. But a lot of that game is based on. Lamar and and I don't I, yeah. I I don't have an opinion on that game until I know what's going on with Lamar. I may or may not have included the Ravens money line in at least one parlay, and it's solely in hopes that Lamar plays. Yeah, sorry sorry about that, folks. Uh, Ravens at Bengals. Bengals three point favorites. Uh, total at forty four and a half. Money lines very very low here. Um, Bengals. What are we looking at? We are looking at minus 160. So this is one that jumped up as well. And then uh, we're seeing the Ravens at plus 145. However, I think a lot of the news is uh, is based on this one. So Lamar Jackson did not practice again on Thursday. Uh, so he missed. So he missed last week. The game before he played. I want to say 14 snaps uh, against the Cleveland Browns. So this is this is pretty serious right now. This is not, uh, you know, just some drop in the drop in the bucket sort of injury. Like this is this is this means that, you know, Hundley's going to be playing this week against the Bengals. It looks like uh, things don't get better any better next week. By the way, either they play the Rams, so I don't know if they want Lamar Jackson running out on his ankle against Aaron Donald, Von Miller and company, but that's, that's another tough situation there as well. Uh, listen, Hundley's been doing a fantastic job, right? And I, I think over these last couple of games, I think th- these Ravens players would prefer to see Hundley out there. You know, Lamar been kind of a radical year, hasn't really gotten into a good groove. Hundley, on the other hand, He's he's moving the football pretty decently there for for a Ravens team that has some nice weapons. Some guys like your Marquise Browns, your Mark Andrews, your Rashad Batemans. Like there's some pretty 
talented ball catchers there on that Ravens squad. So again, you make that easier for some of those guys, I think they're going to be happier. So this is a huge game for both sides. Ravens, Bengals right there in the AFC North. Literally every team in the AFC North is still in it right now. So that makes things very, very interesting heading into the final three weeks of the season. If I had to take a shot uh, on either side, I think I like the Ravens here, man. I, I think on the road, you know, could be interesting. Bengals, they they did they did a real smash up job on the Ravens earlier this season, so uh, this could be a little bit of revenge here. So give me the Ravens plus the points in this one if I got to take a side. But again, let's let's see concrete what happens uh, at the end of the week. Yeah, this is like this is one of those changing of the guard games where. Joe Burrow should win this game. The Bengals yeah. should win this game. If the Ravens win this game with their backup quarterback, who Huntley is going to get, he this is making him money. He's a free agent after the season. He's going to go sign somewhere and get a shot to really be a starting quarterback, unless the Ravens do one of those, let's overpay for a backup because he knows our system, yeah. like a Chase Daniel kind of guy, where if the Bengals lose this game, it's it's a system thing. It's an organization thing. Yeah. The Bengals should win this game nine times out of ten, but that doesn't mean they will because the Ravens are a better organization and John John Harbaugh is a way better coach than Zach Taylor. A uh, AFC matchup here between the Pittsburgh Steelers and the Kansas City Chiefs. Chiefs eight point favorites in this one. We are seeing the Chiefs on the money line as three minus three seventy five is the best spot you can get them. Steelers plus three twenty five here, not the greatest prices if you're looking for either one here. However, we got a football game to play. Um, looking at this here, I think that this is probably going to be a Chiefs win. However. Uh, under 45 is where I'm going in this one. And this is odd to have under 45 at home in Kansas City. I think that means that we're not going to see a very good day from uh, Benny Roethlisberger and the boys. We don't see all that many good days from Benny. For, from that's Big a very ben good anymore. point. You know, that's, that's the truth. I, I'm, I'm wondering who's going to be their quarterback next year. But they are still in the running for, for, the, for that division. It's, it's absolutely insane. The, it's so funny to me how the Chiefs have gone from – 12 to 1 to win the Super Bowl to now the second favorite again. They're going to be the one seed. Uh, but this is one of those like Steelers ride or die games where I might sprinkle some money on the Steelers money line where they can, if they need this game in order to win the division and win the playoffs, Mike Tomlin, Big Ben, like, you know, last, you know, last ride. So I can see the Steelers eking this one out. I, I told you before the show that I'm weird here where, like, I like Chiefs less than seven. I like Steelers eight or more. But I might – this might be that random weird game where, where shit just goes sideways. That Steelers defense is great. If it's a one-score game, I don't mind Big Ben on that last drive putting it together and, and trying to win a game where – the more that I, I'm talking it out as we're as we're going through this, I think I like the Steelers plus eight, but I might put I might throw the Steelers on the back end of some parlay uh, as the money line at, at about plus three hundred from what you just said. So it, it's going to seem so minuscule, but to me, I think it's a big I think it's a big part of this game. So Patrick Freermuth, right the the lovable uh, rookie tight end there for the Pittsburgh Steelers. 
Uh, he took, by the way, it, it's it's very ballsy and very noble what he did last week, but he's going to miss this game because of it. So last week he he had this just unbelievable catch against Tennessee. And in order to kind of like, like when he caught the ball, he got his bell rung, you know, at first. And then, like, in order to to hold control of it again, uh, he had to take this this second shot, which I think is probably going to end his whole season. However, that's a that's a Ben Roethlisberger safety valve, right? And I just that like it, it means a lot, right? It's a guy where you can get those five six yard completions, and he's not going to be there. And I know the Steelers do a very good job of like next man up, pretty much throughout their entire roster. But I like when I look at this 45 total, I see this presenting a lot of problems for Roethlisberger. I just I don't think he's going to have he's going to have his comfortable guy there. I think the Chiefs are going to do a pretty good job against Deontay Johnson, who I got in both of my fantasy leagues. Right. Like, I'm sure he's going to have his usual, you know, eight catch, 37 yard day, you know, and just not really do a lot for the Steelers. Like, it'll be nice for fantasy and everything like that. But. Again, just looking at that 45-point total, I don't think the, the Steelers are going to score many points at all. I would love to see the team total on the Steelers. Uh, BC, a.k.a. the man, the guy uh, who's filled in for Paulie before. Uh, he was on the Sharp App show there on Sunday, too. He's a guy that loves dealing with team totals, so I'd love to see what he has to say about that. But, again, just 45 on the game total for Kansas City at home. I like That's so weird to me. I, I don't. I don't think that that spells good things for the Steelers. Hey, my my best bet of the week last week was a team total. Giants under, and it hit. And I'm going to do it again this week. <laughs> All right. Look at this. Look at this. So, by the way, um, you know, I, I, I have written up – or I'm sorry. I have never written up more unders in my entire life than I have this week. And it makes sense, right? It's, Dece- it's late December. We got dudes on the COVID list. Like – don't be afraid to take that under this week, if, if if any other week in the NFL season. It like Kansas City is not exactly like a uh, summer destination resort either. You know, you well, might get a you might get a hurricane or a tornado in the mix. You're also getting into this with Kelsey and Tyreek Hill both on the COVID list. So who the hell? I knows? I think Kelsey might be back. You know, pending positive tests, or I'm sorry, pending negative tests and whatnot. But I, I think that he should be able to play this weekend. And I need Tyreek that he is such a key cog in in the fantasy league I have him in. He was my was he my first pick? I think I took Tyreek round one. Yeah. And and Ridley in the second round, who's Ooh. now on my IR dealing Ooh. with mental health issues. Yeah. And this team still finished nine and three with the bye. The team is so good. Like it would be so sad if I end up getting <laughs> getting knocked out because half my team is on the COVID list. Yeah. By the way, everybody on the Fox pregame show uh, picking the 49ers. So, oh, t- love it. Titans, love win. This, Titans win. Love this for the Titans. Love it. Love. Absolutely love it. By the way, you ever been to Nashville before, Paul? Nope. I would you love to go, go there, though. You got to go. I've been, I've been to Memphis, but I haven't been to Nashville. Especially if you like the spicy chickens. You're you want to take a trip to Nashville? Um, I, I've been, by the way, the Tampa Bay Lightning. Oh, I screwed this up big time. The Lightning are playing outdoors at Nashville this year. Why can't we go do that? Because it's, it's like it's February. Okay. I, I've made, I have made no 
travel arrangements, no nothing. Okay, my so my cousin's best friend lives in Nashville. He he may or may not be a former NFL football player. So if you wanted to go, we could it would totally get hooked up by the time we get there. By the way, I also know people in Nashville. I don't know. Do you know? Was it? Uh, um, what's that big um, K-pop group? They're the biggest ones. Um, nah, 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 not yeah, that those guys. Right? Nah, I don't know. I, I don't know the name of the group. Friend, friend of friend wrote their second song. And like the last time I was in Nashville, we seen him. Like went to the bar that he was playing at and everything. Great dude, Sebastian. Yeah, I know. Yeah, time out. Yes. Yeah, it's Butters, the song. He wrote it. That's amazing. Yeah. When are we going great. to Nashville? Especially <laughs> especially if we can have an outdoor sporting event. I'm in for that. You know I won't go to an indoor sporting event, but I'll go yeah. to an outdoor sporting event. No, outdoor stuff. I, like, I can't believe But I'm not getting on a plane right now. Like, there's no way. Let's drive. Okay. Tell in. me when it is. I already took off for President's Week. Is it President's Week? I will drive there. I'll get us a Winnebago. I'll pick you up, and we will drive to Nashville. See, you need see the guys on my golf trip. They all want to fly. I'm like, yo, let's get a Winnebago. Uh, you realize this is like one of my things. I wanted to be on Road Rules before it, it became defunct. I I tried out for Real World. I got to the second round. Like I talked to the producers. Then they sadly didn't pick me. Womp womp. <laughs> All right, so here we go. So the this, game, is, this is going to be amazing if this comes together. So it's February 26th. Oh, my. I think that's the next week. And I'm, I'm, sure. uh, and I'm doing Myrtle Beach March 24th to the 27th. Oh, nope. That is, I, I am off that week. For, I am <laughs> off for, I'm off from the 18th to the 27th. All right. We shall so, see. So it's reasonably doable. I, yeah. I don't so have my hopes. That's a Saturday. It's a Saturday. I don't have high hopes for this one, but God forbid we get like we Could come in, imagine we come we, into we purchase of a helicopter or something. But that would be the last stop. So that's the problem, because if that's the 26th, we still got to get back to New York. Yeah. Jeez. So it might be a drive there, fly back and pray. Yeah, oh, I've prayed before. I went to Catholic school, so. You know, that's not that's all great. Time, what else we got at four o'clock, my friend, now that we're going to Nashville? Yeah. <laughs> well, from one great city to another, we'll talk about the Denver Broncos at the Las Vegas Raiders. This one's basically a pick 'em. We've got a total sitting at 41 and a half. Both sides, 105 on the money lines. Uh, Vegas minus uh, Denver plus. I really didn't have a, uh, a big play on this one. What say you here? Best bet. Of the week. Really? It might be that the Raiders are cheap. It might be that we're betting against Drew Locke. But everything says to me here, this is this is a playoff game to get in the playoffs. And I, I trust Derek Carr over Drew Locke. That's like the long and the short of it. I understand that last Saturday or whenever it went. when it, Yeah, it was Saturday. where When the Raiders played the Browns, that they almost lost to Nick Mullins. But they didn't. And... That like, if this was Teddy, I would love Denver, but because it's Locke, I I absolutely love the Raiders. I don't know why. I, it could be because I I get a team money line at minus one ten, but the Raiders are my best bet of the week. And if I'm wrong, you can you can you can tell me how bad how 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 I'm the worst better ever next week. You're making way too much sense right now because 
Carr against Locke, right? Like you would think that's just an easy, that's an easy W right there. Not to mention we're getting Drew Locke in Las Vegas, right? If this guy stumbles out of his hotel room the wrong way, who knows where he's going to wind up on the Vegas trip? Absolutely. Like there, Did, there, there is you know, oh, you know story. Give me that? some Hunter Renfro. Give me, give me some Deshaun Jackson. Give me some Brian Edwards. Give me some Josh Jacobs. Everything and Waller might be back. If Waller's back, I absolutely love it. If Waller's out, I don't mind uh, uh, Doctor Moreau playing tight end. Uh, every everything to me says I'm betting the Raiders this weekend. I'm I'm waiting to see which way the line moves. It's not going to matter much, but I'm I'm sitting on this one solely to see if if COVID pops up in this game. Whether it does or not, I'm probably on the Raiders. If 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 the Raiders somehow somebody pops up on COVID, that means a bunch of people will get it, and then I, then I won't bet it. But I'm just waiting on this one until I get a a clean COVID report. I will say this about like I am a Drew Locke fan. Like I let me put. I should say it this way. I want the guy to do well, right? You like, like I, shitty quarterbacks? Yes, I do. I, I, I have this thing where I want shitty quarterbacks to overcome and not be shitty for the rest of their life. Like, I had I had a lot of high hope. Well, let's put, again, not necessarily that I thought Ryan Leaf was going to be great. I just thought it would be nice if he could be good instead of shitty, right? I have the perfect example. Drew Locke. Oh, I have I have plenty others. No, no, no. But you as Josh a Freeman. That's ah, you got to it before I said it. I was literally <laughs> my hand was in the air and I was about to say Drew Locke is your Josh Freeman. I swear to God, Scouts Honor, that was amazing. That yeah. you just pulled that out of your ass. <laughs> that was the exact human being that I was gonna say. I mean, he is the quarterback. However, you know what's fucked up is that remember I told you earlier in the show I had. Uh, Adrian Peterson and Arian Foster on the yeah, same team. Yeah, and you lost? Yeah. You are the no, worst. No, and I had Josh Freeman and Mike Williams as my, oh, my God, I got this quarterback-wide receiver combo. It's going to crush the league this year. Nope. No such thing. Mike Williams? Is that it? Yeah. Who's, Former, isn't, there a, isn't there a Mike Williams on the Chargers now? I mean, there's been four Mike Williams since, like, 20, like 2000, probably. Okay, I got you. But so jo- that was the problem. You, I you think went, half of them went to UFC or but to you, USC. But you went hometown on Josh Freeman, which is why you right. lost that year. That's the thing. That's the thing. You have to bet with your brain and root with your heart. And it was a late pick, right? It wasn't like Josh Freeman in the fourth round or anything like that. It was just, hey, you know what? I'm gonna catch the. I'm gonna catch these guys off guard this year with Freeman in like the tenth round. They're never gonna see what hit him, and then. And then he became Josh Freeman. And I believe, as funny as this might, tell me if this is real. When he got benched, I think it was Mike Glennon that took over. I believe so. And the the Bucks had a 10-6 and six year with Freeman at quarterback. It was just, it was like they played the worst schedule ever. You know, like they just did not deserve to be in the spot that they were at. But there they were. And it was actually the year that uh, the, the Giants beat uh, Brady in the, Brady and the um, Brady and the Patriots that year. Which one? No, we beat them no, twice. No, 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 no. 2011, right? It was that year. Yeah, so we also beat them that year. The Giants, I think the Giants beat out um, the Bucks and somebody else to get the sixth seed in the playoffs that year. 
if I'm not mistaken. It's all a blur to me. I just know we beat Brady every time we play right. him. It's wonderful. But I, I like your, like, you know, end of the day. I love that play, Raiders over the Broncos. And, again, what we're talking about is Carr versus Locke. And when you break it down that way, it's it's very simple. Yeah, I got you. Yeah. All right. Uh, last of the four o'clock, Chicago Bears and Seattle Seahawks. Seahawks, six and a half point favorites here. Total at 43. We're talking about money lines. We're talking about the Seahawks minus 280. Bears plus 250. What do you like here, Paul? I love the Seahawks, and I don't know why. I can't. Okay. Like, this is. I love. Okay. So I bet on the Bears at 80 to 1 to win the Super Bowl because Justin Fields was a wild card. But in this game, where, where did, what did you say the line was again? Uh, six and a half. I have, what I have written down is Seahawks money line, Bears plus seven. So like, okay. with, that's without even looking at what the line is. Those are just guesses. That's what I do. And when it doesn't add up, when it doesn't add up, I make a bet. It's very simple. So Russ looks better and better every week. His finger is... Once his finger heals, this team will be different. I don't trust Matt Nagy and Justin Fields to go into Seattle and win a game. But that doesn't mean they can't keep it close. It's kind of my ultimate thinking on this. Gun to my head with the spread, I'll take the Seahawks minus six and a half. But the the quote-unquote safe play is Seahawks money line. I'll probably throw that into some parlay at some point this week. All right. I like it too. I, I don't have a ton. Um, I don't have a ton that I like here. I know that, you know, the over, I think we're going to see some points oh, here. Oh, 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 yeah, I forgot. Yeah. I forgot. I forgot. I yeah, forgot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh my God. Thank you for that. Best reminder ever. Best reminder ever. <laughs> so I don't, I don't play over unders. I do not do this unless someone tells me taken over, taken under, and I just tail. Uh, so there is uh, is an analyst in the world that uh, every time that she has the best bet, I fade it and I win money. So uh, our girl Pamela Maldonado said that her only early bet, best bet of the week, is the under in this game. So I already have a a bet on the over, and it's purely a fade of Pam. I- I'm sorry, Pam, if if you're listening to this. I'm gonna I'm gonna at you on Twitter. I'm gonna send this link to you, and hope hopefully you listen. But every time you have a best bet, I fade you, and I- I've won way too much money this year. <laughs> oh, no. Also, your uh, your Santa Claus laugh there was amazing. Thank you very much. Are those oh, the dear. only four blocks? Um. Yeah, yeah, that'll do it. That'll do it for the four o'clocks. Wait, what um, are the Cowboys four o'clock? The Cowboys Cubs no, they are they are Sunday Sunday oh, night. Oh, that's which, what it is. Cowboys are Sunday night. Yep. I was like, when do the Cowboys play? Oh. Yeah, and here they are on Sunday night against the Washington Football Team. Cowboys ten and a half point favorites here. Total at forty seven. Uh, we're talking about money lines. It's Dallas minus four seventy five. Washington plus four hundred in this one. Wrote about this one for U.S. Odds as I do all the different uh, primetime games. The two that I had paired together was Dallas uh, at 10.5. I have seen it uh, as low as 10 now, so that's also good. And then under 47 on this game here, too. Yet again, I understand that the game is indoors, but 
we saw these te- these two teams play to a pretty uh, you know lackluster performance two weeks ago, and you know we had two defensive touchdowns in the game. So I just don't think that you're going to get as lucky this time around again. What say you? My boy Heineke's back. He got activated t- today. So now I don't understand why the line's not moving. That's what's confusing to me. If I can get the Washington football team plus 10 and a half, give me it. If it's less than 10, give me the Cowboys. If Heineke's in, he is, he's not Garrett Gilbert. Come on, he's not Kyle Allen. He has proven he'll at least keep the game within one score. So, uh, so if Heineke is in, we, look, he's back. He's back. He's back like Voldemort. Um, I, I, I don't trust the Cowboys. I think that they're a fake good team. So give me the Washington football team plus the points. Yeah, it's not a bad spot. Obviously, another rivalry game. Got to remember, Washington, they played on a Tuesday this week. So there's a couple uh, days that they're going to be missing a preparation in this one. That's always going to be tough when you got to go on the road for a primetime game. Uh, Not my favorite. Again, you know, if we can get this back down into single digits, uh, make this a nine, nine and a half spread there for the Cowboys. That's going to be much more appealing. But again, too, man, like both very good defenses here for the two teams. The one thing I will say, Dallas's defense has been turning it up with these defensive uh, touchdowns and, you know, just like really putting the offense in really good spots. So that could crush you on the over. Uh, I took the under with the Giants and the Cowboys last week. That was one of my big worries with them going up against Mike Lennon. Luckily, the Giants are that bad that they really didn't, you know, threaten that total in any way, shape, or form. But, uh, yeah, I think Cowboys in the under is the way to go here. If you parlay the two, you're going to be able to, you know, knock the Cowboys down to maybe like a seven or like a six and a half, something like that. And uh, in that instance, I think that, you know, then, then we're rocking and rolling. Then we got something there. I said something so great that Paul had to pull out the notepad. Uh, I I write stuff down during the show all the time, and then I make the bets. It's very fun. I like it. I like it. All right, Monday night, Miami Dolphins at New Orleans Saints. Saints three point. Oh, they are not anymore. I'm sorry. Dolphins are the three point favorites with all the different COVID news that we saw. Um, as you know, as mentioned, things are going to change a little bit here. But on the total for the Dolphins and the Saints, we have actually seen this drop down to 37, where it was 39. Uh, at one point here. So um, a lot of news to get to because, you know, Taysom Hill got put on the COVID list. He's going to be out for this one. Uh, The backup Trevor Simeon, he's out as well, also on the COVID list. So uh, a lot of people now moving towards the Dolphins, and I think it's the right move. Uh, Another COVID injury, or not injury, but inactive here. Uh, Malcolm Jenkins going to be out for the Saints too. So they just they got ravaged at pot, at the possibly worst time for them as they uh, try to make a playoff push here. So I was already on the Dolphins. So this like makes me sad because I had them when these were the quarterbacks and Ian Book wasn't starting. Uh, I think that Tua has a good game. I think that Devontae Parker has a good game. I think that Waddle has a good game. And now I think they'll have better games. So. I'm just trying to get this at the shortest number I can with the Dolphins. Uh, Also, fun question. Do I start the Dolphins defense against New Orleans or the Philadelphia defense against the New York Giants? They're both elite, and I have both of them this week. Wow. 
in fantasy. Isn't that hard? I think Philly has a 10-point favorite. It's it's literally who's going to get the pick six. Is Jake yeah. Fromm throwing one or is Ian Book throwing one? And Jake Fromm did not look bad at all. So that's that. why I'm now considering Miami as, you Jeez. know. I mean, we're gonna have to we're gonna have to discuss this further, but wow, that's a that's a tough one. Isn't that crazy that that like I, I set up my team for the future and I have the Eagles, the Dolphins, and the Tennessee Titans defense just to <laughs> run out the rest of the season. If you heard that, you'd think, why do you have any of those defenses? They're all terrible. And the answer is amazing matchups. So I actually, I played things the right way too. And in my hometown league, I've got Dallas, Kansas City, and Chicago. All of my defense. And the Bears have the Giants next week. So that's set up for the championship. Anyone that has the Giants is a victory. Yeah. Oh, man. I I love slash hate that part of my shtick is how much I hate the Giants. (laughs) Because it's real. While I'm wearing a Giants hat, by the way. Yeah. Um. Any any big plans here for Christmas? You're asking a Jew what he wants to do for Christmas? Yeah. Um, well, so sadly, my there has been an outbreak in the Shapiro household. Uh-oh. Oh my God! You know, you guys all know my last name now because Paulie Parlays has a real last <laughs> name. Um, but yeah, so I can't go to my parents' house because my my dad tested positive. He's doing okay. Um, a couple of his friends, one of his friends ended up in the hospital from it, which is really wow. sad, but hopefully they all get through and everything's going to be okay. So now I just have a bunch of days off and I'm going to like clean my house and kind of figure out like, I- I'm going to need to keep busy now and find stuff to do. I'll probably go watch a movie and eat Chinese food. Cause that's what, what we do on, on Christmas. How about you? I had I had this wild idea to maybe do like an NBA Christmas show, but do I, like even though it's NBA because again I I came down positive with COVID so it's not like I'm going anywhere right like I'm gonna be home I ain't doing anything I was thinking about it but um, hey if I you want to do an I, NBA Christmas show I'll come lazy, on. yeah it might have it like I'll just come, I'll just, I'll just come talk to you it'll be fun I mean everybody finds us entertaining who cares yeah, what we talk it, about. Yeah, it is fun. Like, it is funny because it's like, you know, who the hell in their right mind would do a podcast on Christmas and who would listen to a podcast on Christmas? But I think that this is a different year, you know, and some people might wake up on Christmas and be like, shit, I ain't going to my family's house and there's five NBA games that I could bet on. So what should I bet? Hashtag basketball, hashtag NBA bets, hashtag free bets. And you got us. Let's do it. That's right. We might be able to do this. Call me, baby. Call me, maybe. I got I got this new uh, podcast equipment, so, you know. I love that you got your Christmas presents, and so I hit my one-year anniversary at BetMGM, uh-huh. and I get a free gift, and I haven't selected it yet because I don't like any of the options, and I know <laughs> they change every month. Well, what's some of the options? So, like, I could get, like, a, a, a like a tool set, which I don't really want, but I kind of need for my yeah, house. I need that. There I was need an that. air fryer that I considered. Oh, that's a good one. No, but I'll never use it. Like, that's the thing. There's so much stuff, and I'm like, eh, I just want something that I'll use. And I, I have tell you something about an air fryer. It, it is one of the great, um, one of the great gifts. My girlfriend's father gave us uh, an air fryer, and... That's gone now, though. It's, it, I, it ended it in November. The December one's different, so I'm waiting for January 1st. 
I didn't know that there were options. This is no, amazing. every every month it changes. So there's like right. 32 options. And I'm like, yeah, I don't really like any of these. And I realize that they change every month. So I'm just Damn. waiting for it to roll over. It's not bad. I, I, w- I would actually like to do a podcast on like gift options, right? Like what could you possibly get? And then you just critique the gifts and all the items and you see like, you if, know. If we do that, if we do that, you need like three or four people. You need, qu- you need the quad box. So we can oh, all yeah, go back yeah. and forth about it. I have friends. We can do this. All right. So I have that's it. Drink. I got so I got I got I got three parlays already in this week. Um, they all scare me because of COVID, but I'm risking <laughs> I'm risking less than forty bucks on all of them, and I got thirty four for three eighty eight. I got twenty nine for six hundred, and I got thirty for two fifteen. Which one do you want to hear? I mean, clearly the one that's going to make us the most money. 29 for 600. Here we go. Uh, it starts tonight. Okay. 49ers money line. We were up okay. 7 nothing. I saw that. Yeah. Falcons money line minus 240. Ravens money line plus 130. Raiders money line pick them minus 110. Bills money line plus 115. 29 to win 600. So if the Bills pull off an upset, the Ravens pull off an upset, and my two best bets win. I'm gonna pay for drinks next week. Nice, I like that. That was a pretty good accent too. Not bad. Like if I had a grade how, how that, was, how was seven and a half out of ten. That was a seven and a half Borat. Love it. Yeah, but seven and a half is good, right? Like that's a B, you would think. That's well, that's the way that's the way grading works. It's weird. If not, uh, I'd go a, up a to seventy-five me. in high school was a C. But if you yeah, grade right. something, but if you grade something as seven and a half, that's a positive. It's a good because the world we're in now is different. Yeah. Shit, man. It really is. It really is. And we don't even know which games are going to be, you know, affected by the COVID. We don't know if we're going to get some delay, but we're all in. We're all in the bumpy ride together. So uh, happy holidays to everybody out there. Uh, thank you for listening in if you made it this far. But um, we're gonna we're gonna see in uh, hopefully Christmas Day. Let, let's try to plan. We'll see if not, right? And then uh, if not, then we'll do this for Week 17 of the NFL season, and that should be fantasy fantasy football uh, championship. Fantasy football sure, finals. I feel like we should focus on that instead of betting on games. But we'll but yeah, we'll talk it, might, it out. It might it might all work. All right, folks. We Paul rest the internet. We got happy holidays. Peace. Thank you.